Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome one and all, weebs and casuals alike, we are Baka and Company, and we're here to provide you with a deep dive into all your favorite anime shows and movies. We'll talk about both new and old anime and everything in between. If you have suggestions, please send them our way through Bakako Podcast on Twitter, as well as our email at Bakako Cod- Wow, Bakako Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> And uh, we now have a Discord, which I will be updating the link in Twitter and modifying some of the link trees. So stand by for that. Uh, and we also want to shout out uh, the creator of our theme song, Akano, on SoundCloud. On this episode, we have myself, Drew Tendo, Element, Frank Furter, and we're doing the first user-submitted, requested movie, Paprika. Hell yeah. Woo! I wish I had that much enthusiasm. So I, um, this is gonna be a fun episode. I'm excited to talk. So start things guys. off. <laughs> start things off. Uh, really quickly from me. I love the animation. I love the production. Very vibrant. Very good movie to get into. I could not follow it. You could draw a line in the sand, and I would still end up in the ocean. Like I could not. No, and my brain just didn't work no i don't and I i'm don't, not watching it a second time i don't think it was your brain dude um i like i have always found it very easy to follow movies um even ones that like in general people have to watch like more than once to sort of get the whole picture like usually it's fairly obvious where the general flow is going but sometimes like subplots and little things are lost and i always find that that's very easy for me to follow um this was not one of those movies this is like 
in terms of like uh, how the plot progressed and structure and just following the general, uh, I guess, idea of the movie, um, this was like near nonsense, like the dialogue, the explanation of stuff. Like there was, there was a genuine attempt, I think, to sort of make it, make the DC mini, which is like the, the core uh, MacGuffin of the movie, I guess, um, sort of make it make sense so that you could, you know, suspend your disbelief and understand how the characters are having this whole dream world thing happen to them. And all of that really, like, that was as near to nonsense as you can get, like, especially I think because it's translated from Japanese, maybe if you understood Japanese, you could maybe put it together a bit better, but uh, yeah, this was not like an easy to follow movie at all. Um, and it was to its detriment, unfortunately, I think. So I, I, on the other hand from YouTube, because it seems like we're going to, we're going to have a lot of negatives to talk about. Um, I think I'm the only one coming out of this mostly positive. Uh, it's a very seven out of 10 movie because yes, some of it is hard to follow, but it is a very well done movie. It makes you think this is literally this movie spawned Inception, the movie, like if it's, it's credited or not, it's not officially in a quote credited by um, the director who did Inception, but essentially there are so many things drawn from this movie that is in Inception scene for scene that it's like, it's really hard not to say like, okay, yeah, this was definitely something that they, they credited. Um, so yeah, I, I want to say that, uh, I sort of harped on the, the, the writing and the plot a lot. Um, l like what Drew was saying and what you're saying, you know, the, the visual aspect of this movie and the direction is like out of this world. Um, you know, Satoshi Kon knows what he's doing in that regard. Um, and I think the movie is still watchable if you're like pretty, um, interested in that sort of thing. Um, it's like worth checking out for the, the visual aspect, I guess, and the, the direction. It's just don't think too hard about the plot because you'll end up getting taken out of what's going on and lost. Yeah, but I mean, the plot actually, it's, it is, but it isn't too hard to follow. Like the things that I couldn't really follow was whose dream we were exactly in. Other than that, pretty self-explanatory plot. It was, it, it dives deep into everything that shows you in the beginning and then kind of like settles it at the end in a very well round like in a very roundabout way but it does settle all the questions and all the like why are we watching this at the very beginning like some of these weird scenes that keep replaying um i think it was really well done the i mean as you guys said the animation the art is absolutely freaking gorgeous it's vibrant for you know what should be kind of a thriller which I didn't get the, like, out of all of uh, Satoshi Kon's uh, movies and TV shows and whatnot that we've watched or I've watched personally, this wasn't as much of a thriller as some of his other stuff, but I, I still really enjoyed it. It was still a very well-told story, in my opinion. No, I agree. I think it was done very well. Um, it It kept me engaged i was always trying to figure stuff out but for lack of a better term when we started incepting the inceptions it was so confusing and i guess that's kind of what it, what it was supposed to do but i didn't know for pretty much the whole movie who was dreaming if they were still dreaming or what we seeing is a dream and then 
like th- those issues did get resolved but for me i was just it was it was like i was drunk and dizzy yeah what's going on here? um yeah i i agree with that i think now we've watched two satoshi Kon movies um the first one being uh perfect blue right that was the first one um he has there's like a theme of um you know mental health uh like breaks from reality um you know the psyche sort of intruding on reality and not being sure which one you're experiencing at a moment um that's like a common theme i think this one did the same thing but the the sheer like um craziness of all the dreamscape coming into the real world uh sort of overshadowed the thriller plotline i think um i think the thriller plotline was definitely there but like everything going on with the dreams was so crazy and a little bit hard to follow that you sort of lost the thriller part of it i guess i think also the the detective storyline for me like the subplot of his story was actually like a really good story within the movie compared to like the main plot line well the the detective subplot like that's kind of how the movie begins is which like they're in his dreams uh paprika's giving him therapy mm-hmm and so it just like it goes along like, hey, here's the main overarching plot, but here's also this sub story that we're gonna like introduce you into this world at the very beginning, and then by the end of it resolves. So yeah, as well as having like the fact that they told a main plot story and a subplot story all in one, really kind of just like bravo, you you did a good job. Like you for what it was, you or what it was and what you were trying to tell it was as best as it could have been. So I I agree. I really got captivated and locked into learning more about the police officer. I enjoyed what they did with him. And if the movie had just been about like him solving his crime and figuring that out, I would have been all in because that to me was a more clear, concise uh, story than... I can't even explain it. So the one doctor was being kind of used as a shell to create a dream world for everyone else to go into. And he was kind of like, I don't know, like a like a honeypot. He was a capture device. So everyone kind of went in there to figure out stuff. And they're like, oh, my gosh, it's not really him. And here's our actual bad guy. And I thought that was interesting. And that got me closer to a like a inception kind of thing where you're you're slowly figuring out putting it all together but again like the cop he just had like a really good like resolution to his story he had a really good hook and it it just took off for me yeah i agree that the cop had a good um resolution to his plot line right like you know figuring out that uh it was you know essentially his his ambition or his younger self that he was killing off to become a police officer and how that tied into his I guess therapy. I fully expected that storyline to tie into the greater movie. Like I figured, why would you focus on this cop guy that seems to have nothing to do with like, you know, the overarching plot with the DC mini and the company and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, if not. Yeah. What's, uh, you, you got some things there, Frank. Yeah. I mean, his side story really did have a lot to do with it because it's like, Hey, there's like this device is supposed to be used to help, therapy or be used for therapy and so like they were doing it outside the medical or like the office illegally because this product wasn't on the market so it was one of those things like hey like because we brought this guy into this world and he knows about this world he just so happens like 
while he's getting his therapy, he's also going to be used as a tool to help fix the main problem. So I guess his like his story and the main plot do mesh pretty well because there are multiple times where he's brought in kind of as like the savior. I believe he's the one that stops uh not paprika but the body form of paprika is what's her name i cannot remember uh i chan or whatever her name yeah uh, that's a good like, idea he... yeah she was about to jump th- over a barrier which was yeah. gonna be like all out of a balcony and he like stops her so like there's no, no, no. one that, like he's that was the was that the doc- or was that, that was a doctor, doctor that helped that was um also not okay the bad guy scratch yeah. that one though. <laughs> but when she is on like the dissection table like yes. the butterfly table That's later it. on in the movie like he just he's in the dream as well because you know he's getting his therapy and all of a sudden it's like oh hey you're here how do i help you and like he somehow melds into the dream and like picks up paprika and gets her the hell out of there yeah i think the so like the, the, yeah i was gonna say i was just like i just want to say like yeah no like his his side story and the why he's there and everything else is really well thought out and his plot is really interesting which is unfortunate that it wasn't the main plot, but I mean, oh well, it's still a good, good yeah. sub- subplot. When I said it was like going to tie into the main plot, I was thinking more like uh, the case that he was solving was going to, like I thought the guy that was murdered was going to be like Himuro, and that was like going to be the twist. Yeah. And gotcha. it sort of tied him in. I mean, he, he absolutely was part of the main plot, and I think the part of him uh, traversing the dream to get to Atsuko and save her from like the, the evil scientist guy is like that... They they sort of explain that like this DC mini thing, when you go in like you're seeing like two people can share a dream, but what's actually happening is they're also like like a tree. It's all going up into one greater dream above them, and that's what was the big parade that was going around town, like absorbing people. Is like all these people getting merged together into one like delusion essentially. So that's how he was able to get between the dreams. I guess that's what the explanation was. So I have a question about that now. We get introduced very early that there's this parade dream, and we find out later that is the merging mm-hmm. dream. Um, how were people without access to the DC Mini getting brought into that? Was it just it was so powerful and they were getting sucked in, Frank? No, so they explained it kind of with... A, it was really unfortunate how they explained it. It was like a, a th- not throwaway dialogue, but if you It's like one line and you Paprika, miss it, right? Yeah, when, the pa- when Paprika and the guy are driving in the car... Uh, when it's raining, when they're underneath the bridge, and then all of a sudden the rain kind of jumps onto the car as they have like that aha moment. Uh, basically, the machine, once it's fully unlocked, the DC Mini, uh, once it's fully unlocked and fully finished, you can join, like, you can bring people into your dream unwillingly. Like, you can bring, without them knowing, you can bring them in. So, while big oh. bad doctor man who was against this whole thing was like yeah he, like while he was like hey i hate these things but he realized what the power of it was he's like okay i'm just going to bring everybody of japan into this so i can like take over japan and take over the world and be this omnipotent like god being person so yeah. that's that's kind of how and the why it was really just a throwaway unfortunately that um that was probably kind of disappointing for me. I initially like uh so you're talking about the chairman, um, the one that was like against the device. I think his initial um uh reasoning for hating the device I thought was kinda of interesting and cool. Like he was saying, um 
he sort of explained that like the world of reality is like so inhumane and like uh awful essentially and dreams are like the one place humans can go to be free and happy so having this technology invade upon that space is like akin to like you know sacrilege or you know invasion of sanctuary so that's why he was against the whole thing i thought that was sort of a cool um reasoning and like a reason for him to be, be the villain but then he just turns into a giant shadow monster and tries to eat japan and that was like what the fuck is going on <laughs> like that was so crazy and out of like left field um so that in terms of like the way the movie eventually wrapped up with like the final scene you know visually obviously it was awesome but it was just like total like wow i'm like checked out of like what's going on in terms of making sense of this at this point i'm just watching because the, the song's kind of cool and the animation is nice i guess but this is like absurd <laughs> really no it it had points where like whenever they were jumping dream to dream and stuff was happening where like the director he would pop in and give them advice or tell the detective to do stuff i was like okay this is really cool and then all of a sudden they're in like a random room i'm like oh Okay, so I guess we're back. Things start speeding up, and then all of a sudden, like, stuff slows down, or goopy stuff falls down from the walls. I'm like, so, like, as the viewer, I'm I'm to assume we're not supposed to know what's real. We're not supposed to know what's in the dream? Yes, and also that th this is another one. It's not a throwaway line necessarily, but it's, like, one line, and if you're not paying attention for that moment, you'll miss it. But they sort of say that uh, I think the, the, the main character, Dr. Atsuko, the woman um and everyone else who's been using the dc mini uh over time you like get more attuned to like the wavelengths or whatever it is um so it becomes easier for people to invade your consciousness and implant dreams without you knowing so Jeez. that's so like in that scene where they go to the apartment and then she's suddenly in a dream and almost dies jumping off the balcony yeah. that was her being invaded without her realizing it transitioned from oh, reality to dream okay. and that continues happening for the rest of the movie and then at the very end, it's like the DC minis become so powerful that it can just invade everyone's dream and convert them all into the dream world, essentially. That's like the parade going around town absorbing people. Um, but yeah, that's like explained like once sort of briefly and like they, they use a lot of like scientific mumbo jumbo, I think. So it's easy to miss. Um, but I think that's the general idea. So the one thing that I don't remember if it was explained was um, you had the genius fat like fat man doctor which mm -hmm. i mean they they really did not hold back on that yeah little key factor um but his buddy that he was like hey i'm gonna go into your dream so i can pick you out of it so you can come back and you find out he's a shell of like he's a shell of a person mm -hmm. he's no longer there is the guy dead yeah like is, I, did they did they explain that he was dead or like kind of give you the confirmation yeah i don't know if they necessarily explain it they call him a shell but they explain in other dialogue that uh it's possible once you're in that dream to just lose yourself or like they call it like getting your soul removed or something like that i can't remember the exact way they explain it but they say the dream has the delusion has the power of making you lose yourself and you just eventually fade to nothingness um and, yeah yeah because it just really wasn't like that that also i was just like it wasn't explained well and i was just very confused as to the end because when the the fat doctor wakes up he's he's alive he's there mm -hmm. however his buddy who he was initially sleeping next to for all intents and purposes sleeping with the dc mini on its head it was 
no longer anywhere to be seen from the picture. So I just, I didn't remember if he died, if not, what they were going with that. But yeah, I think it was like his consciousness gets destroyed because Tokita, who's the, the fat doctor guy, he like goes into the dream and finds the parade expecting to find his buddy there, but his buddy's nowhere to be seen. And then later on, Paprika sort of finds his representation, which is that big empty. Yeah, that yeah, shell. Exactly. Um, and that's like, I guess, the representation of his consciousness gone and like his, his shell. Yeah, because she... Sorry. No, go for it. Sorry, because, yeah, she says there's... Uh, she's like, there's nothing here. It's it's only like yeah. uh, fabrication or whatever. And to me, like, the way it could have been portrayed is like, yeah, he exists there in some aspect, but he's like, in the physical world, he could be brain dead, we'll say. Yeah. Right. It could have used like, but then at the very end, when Tokida gets up, he realizes that Himuru is not going to wake up because, like, yeah. So then, did you guys watch dub or sub? Uh, sub. Subtitled. Yep. Oh, I watched the dub. <laughs> How was that? Um, it has all the classic, uh, like dub voices from the early two thousands, which is great, and the gentleman who plays the police officer is pretty much like a cop or a detective or a sergeant or a boss in every anime. Um, if you guys want to talk about your favorite characters, I'll look that up real quick. I mean, I think I think we've kind of all come to the consensus as to what our favorite character was, and it was the detective slash cop. Like, it, it just because well, there was so much more... In, well, okay. From how <laughs> we've been discussing, it seems that all of our favorite character was the detective slash cop... I know for me personally it was because they throw his side story at you fast and furious and it's really like, okay, I'm intrigued here. And then they kind of go off and like to the main plot and you're like, well, can we go back? I, I really enjoyed this guy. And then when you finally go back to him, his story is really fucking good. And I, I think because his story was so good that I enjoyed his character all the more. And the fact that his character has... I won't say the most, but it has one of the most character development out of them all because he is, for all intents and purposes, he's getting therapy to get over trauma. He has a ton of character development that is was really well done. It's very subtle, but like by the end of it, you're like, man, I'm so happy I got to know this character. So, so for me, it was definitely the detective slash cop. Like he definitely was my favorite. Um. Okay, so the English sorry oh, to okay. interrupt element. The the English voice actor is Paul Saint Peter. Don't know. Um he's he's Zemnus in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> ah. Classic. Uh he's he's QB in the Naruto or sorry, Kurama in Naruto. Uh he is also I'm trying to scroll down really fast to grab someone we might know. Saber Leomon and Digimon, I don't know. Random. Uh I probably know Zemnis. He's in a lot of things. He's yeah, he's in a lot of things. He's uh he's also Jorgen in Gran Lagan. Um Okay. Um Sorbet and Dragon Ball Super. Anyway. What I was gonna say about the detective, I totally agree that like he had the best sort of plot line, so he's like therefore, you know, the most interesting to watch. But my favorite character is probably just Paprika because you know, the part I enjoyed the most about this movie was just the visual aspect and even though the dreams didn't make any sense, it was still cool to watch i like a lot of the time i found myself thinking like who the fuck like you know did the screenplay for this like who thought up these these scenarios and these designs and you know paprika was sort of front and center for a lot of that so that was i guess my favorite 
you know, and then the detective a second. She, she, I will say she did have one of my favorite like bits of the entire movie in which she goes into the dream world to figure out what the fuck is going on. And she's floating on the cloud like Kakarot was in Dragon Ball. Oh, yeah, she's got the full outfit. I she's got the Monkey King yeah. outfit with the staff and it's, everything. Yeah, it's awesome. It was so just like, it was like, okay, this is a good, this is a good homage. Like, I, I love this. This is tasteful. But well, looking back on it, it's kind of a, a way to blend in because everything in that parade was something weird, something random, something quirky. And regardless, though, she gets she gets caught and found out. But I like we keep going back to the detective and how amazing he was. But I really enjoyed like as we were figuring out that he wanted to make detective cop movies, he really wanted to be a filmmaker. Um. And then, unfortunately, his friend passing away pushed him into to being a police officer. Well, and then, at, okay, uh, he he gave up making the like finishing the movie with his friend because I guess he got disheartened because his friend was like better than him or something like that. So he gave up that dream, and then shortly after, his friend passed away, and he like sort of never forgave. Okay, himself. yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, he didn't have the self confidence to finish the movie, so he gave yeah. it to his friend and decided instead of making these That's movies right. i'm gonna become a cop and i think he found out after the fact like while he was in police school that his friend passed away because his friend never told him that he had some sort of disease or whatever it was yep. that he passed from uh, i really yeah. like that uh, that one scene where they're in the movie theater and he's like the the second replay of the circus dream and then the camera all the camera moves they do i, I love that sort of stuff like when they cross the line of action and stuff like that so that was great. good it's so good. A lot of fun. And he even talks about it too, which was really awesome. Yeah. He's like, if 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 this happens and we look like mm -hmm. this, I thought that was really enjoyable because like you're slowly learning. I'm like, well, he knows something about film. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we're treated to the last, I guess, action-packed section of the movie is his entire dream that we saw at the beginning that he couldn't assemble. He couldn't figure out why is it a circus? Why is that? But he started putting it together himself and as as the viewer too you're like oh my gosh he's he's gonna know what to do that guy fighting him is this guy now and it got really intense and you're like well i know how this plays out but just those little twists just those characters changing or um points of view changing mm -hmm. and then when it all assembles at the end like it is a really great payoff and i think i like the movie more now that we're talking about it but my initial reaction was I have no idea what's going on. I will say element. I uh, or Frank. Go ahead, Frank. Sorry. No. Okay. Um. I will say like because element. You said Paprika is probably your favorite character. She's probably number three in my book. I would mm -hmm. say because like her character is really vibrant and really fun because like that is kind of the persona of uh, the doctor while they're in the dreams. However, I think the really short doctor, the really weird guy with like the that's chief. kind of balding <laughs> and has the must. Yeah. He's number two in my book. I f his character is just the the comedic relief whenever it's needed, and I love those. You, they're either phenomenal characters or terrible, and this time it was phenomenal. Like the fact that like Paprika just smacks him when she comes <laughs> straight out of a dream. I was like, I paused the movie and I just was busting up laughing because it was just legitimately just funny. Well, so but tell me um. Tell me how that guy and the police detective are the same age, apparently, because they both went to uni together. Yeah, well, the, I one mean, has 
one <laughs> one just grayed faster and the other he's just kind of got like the gray stripe on the mm-hmm. side and then dark hair on top i don't know maybe they color their hair but they <laughs> yeah. both look like they're in their like 50s so um yeah what i was gonna say before leading off what drew said about the sort of the payoff i thought that was like you know the best i mean we've already said like you know the, detec- the detective's plot was sort of the best part of the movie in terms of the you know the plot in general but that was like you know inception sort of stuff like him seeing the hallway dream for the first time seeing the guy get away and then he's the guy in the next time and he sees he's killing himself somehow and you know how that plays into his uh, past trauma and helps him work through it and then at the very end the great payoff of him back being back as the guy chasing and actually taking the shot and ending the movie you know that was excellent payoff like really 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 good the only thing I don't understand about that subplot is like that very first initial dream, which he does relive again later on in the mm-hmm. movie, where he is in that chase scene. However, one of the chase scenes is the the circus part. Where the fuck did that come from? Because like, why does the circus have any like did they were trying to bust the guy at the circus and then all of a sudden? No, they, there was. Like, I, damn it. I can't remember. There was a there was a really good reason for it. I think. Um. Okay. That's why it's it's based on the movie. So he's he's going through um movies that he loves, I think, because when they oh. the when they're in that like movie alley later on with Paprika and he's like freaking out because he doesn't want to be there. One of the movies is The Greatest Showman or something like that, which is the circus. Okay. Oh. Because yeah. I thought those movies were the like the victims of the the guy in charge because of like when he no- he goes back outside he notices there's a movie for paprika yeah that and so he goes in and that's yeah. like the like hey this is like the new movie of like this is my newest victim so i thought the movies were all victims no. of the general person the first time through it's like his past and like his favorite movies i think that's why it's like the circus the spice thriller the tarzan movie um that's like okay. his favorites and then the second time is all the dreams emerging and this is like a essentially a dream that a way for him to get to the next dream okay this makes more sense did you guys notice one of the films that was there uh Uh, no but i did notice at the very end that they had all of uh satoshi khan's other movies they had millennium Mm -hmm. actress perfect blue and uh tokyo godfathers i did not they they were all in the marquees at the very end i I don't know about that alleyway but no, no, I was end. talking about that end part. Yeah, I saw Tokyo yeah. Godfathers, and I'm like, that reminds me of Tokyo Revengers. Well, I'm like, I didn't think anything of it, but yeah, that, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. That it's like one of his previous movies. Yeah, yeah, they had all three movies, and then I want. I'm. Oh, this is what breaks my heart. So this movie came out in 2006. He did one short film after this in 2008, I want to say, and then he passed in 2010. I'm really wondering if the movie that the guy was going towards was gonna be his next feature length film. Because oh, he had yeah. every single movie in there. Yeah. I was like, ooh, this would be a really perfect setup for his next movie. Or mm. potentially like maybe even a sequel. I don't well, I don't think they would do a sequel to this, but I yeah, but I he... really wonder because that could have been so fucking cool, but unfortunately he, he did pass away in two thousand ten, so that answer will never be revealed. Yep. Unfortunately. Hmm. Well, um, let's go into, there was a next uh, part we wanted to talk about. Now, um, was there a specific scene? Because we talked about our favorite characters. Is there Was there a favorite scene or a sequence um, that really brought you into the film? Or was it just you saw trailers and, and whatnot and you were already hooked? 
I can I can go first on this one. Um, I mean the initial intrigue of the the first scene that you get for the detectives like dream, it really was like okay I'm in. What the fuck am I watching? And then it didn't really sink into like okay I really enjoy. Oh excuse me, I had a burp there. Uh, it really wasn't until the chase scene in which Paprika figures out oh shit this guy's invading everybody's dreams and she was trying to escape and wake up. That's where I was like, okay, hook, line, and sinker, I'm in for the rest of the movie. Granted, that was like halfway through the movie, but still, like, it was very well done, and I was just, I mean, the movie's not even that that long, it's like an hour and a half, so like 45 minutes into the movie, if you're, that's, I think that that scene of just like her being chased by the tree branches and everything else, and hopping in from one portrait to the next thing, to the next thing, like, trying to escape was so well done and just got like it got my attention i was like at the edge of my seat for all intents and purposes like that was the only like thrilling thing i guess about the movie but well no sorry there's one scene that was legitimately kind of freaky and just like made your skin crawl but that one is what hooked me and i i really especially loved what about you element um, I really love the, I, I said before, Pepperger was probably my favorite character just because she was like front and center for all the visual aspects of the movie. But that opening scene after, I think it's after the therapy session with the detective and it's her like going through the city, essentially like, you know, bounding through and like controlling time, all that sort of stuff. Um, that was just a really fun way to open the movie and really enjoyable to watch. Um, and sort of, I guess, follow through for the rest of the movie, you know, Paprika being uh the lead in all the dream sequences and the dream sequences being very interesting and fun to watch um so yeah, that's probably yeah most enjoyable for me i'm gonna have to agree for two reasons uh i posted earlier in our chats that i knew i had heard the opening song somewhere before so i sent that like uh anime music video that scene and the first time i heard that song and i watched that video i was like oh this is really neat this is a cool action sequence this is really well done and i was like how can a song fit something like this so perfectly and that lived in my brain up until we watched <laughs> this and i was like oh my god i need to find that and so uh, that opening sequence was really beautiful and the the specific thing that caught me in this was uh when she starts skipping through town and she starts doing it exactly like uh, the hallucination in Perfect yeah. Blue. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I thought. And I was like, <gasps> I was like, it's all connected. <laughs> and I got really excited. What's going on, Frank? It's like that Spider-Man meme where they're just pointing at each other. Yeah. Just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, while you're talking, I remember the second favorite thing was, because I've seen this like in GIFs and stuff, you know, for years, and I never knew what it was from. Uh, when the dream is invading Tokyo at the end, I'm assuming it's Tokyo, uh, the guys jumping off the roof, um, like in in like unison, like a synchronized swimming team. Oh. I've seen that like so many times in the past, and finally seeing it in the movie, I was like, like there it the, is. Like Leonardo See, I thought that was in. I thought that was in Paranoia Agent. Like I haven't watched all of Paranoia Agent, but I fully expected that to be in that show, not this movie. So <laughs> because yeah, I'd seen that that gif as well, and it's it's a funny one. Yeah, but I think. I think one of the greatest things that we have in this, I'm going to call it era of technology, is that we have so much information just force fed to us, whether it's a meme, uh, a clip, a music video in my, my example. And you piece it all together and it lives 
in your mind taking up space for things that matter like taxes <laughs> or calculating distance um but instead you can remember random memes and i think seeing it at its source is wonderful um like every once in a while like my wife will have a tv show going on in the corner and like something will catch me i'm like oh that's where that's from but seeing some of these like animated bits because i saw the first thing i ever saw someone show to me about paprika was they were watching the trailer and they're like hey you should check this out and it's when he put his hand in her mm. and it was like crawling up her i'm like why would i want to watch <laughs> this he's like it's supposed to be the breakout movie of the year and I was like, uh, okay. And that was in 2006, and I didn't... Yeah. As as we know, it is currently 2021. <laughs> I mean, that scene is obviously really uncomfortable, but I think it did its job. Like, it was... It sold that feeling, right? Like, that that yeah. deep, like, um, you know, violation or invasion of your body. Um, yeah, it was really uncomfortable to watch. Not only that, but it serves as kind of the device to separate Paprika and the Doctor, yeah, for right? Sure. So, like the first for the first time when, well, the only time when I watched, I was like, "Oh man, this guy's getting really handsy." Oh my god, like this is exactly what he wants from her. He's gonna take everything he wants. And then when it rips open and it's just the Doctor, it's like, "Okay, yep, okay, makes sense. It's all coming together." Frank had one first oh, i was gonna say i was just gonna make the joke yeah when he's getting really handsy i was just gonna make the joke he's inside her oh <laughs> literally yeah, it was, he's, it was... he's literally inside her like this, this was a very deep invasion of privacy yeah it was it was very gross uh both you know visual and like you know imagining feeling that and also just the concept of it obviously was really gross too um i do want to say because you just you just mentioned it um the idea that uh, Paprika was the Doctor, like being some sort of twist, um, this is something that I don't enjoy in shows and stuff when the audience or when I know, and the show makes it very obvious that, you know, there's some sort of, I don't know, twist or revelation that's going to happen. And yeah. then you know it the whole time and you're just waiting for the point where the other characters figure it out. So when they do figure it out and they go, oh my God, I never saw that coming. You're like, well, I found out about it like, you know, an hour ago, or, you know, six episodes ago or whatever. And that that annoys yeah. me a lot of the time i'm i'm sure i can't think of any right now but i'm sure there's examples of it you know being done in a, a good way um but yeah this was like really didn't, i guess fell flat in terms of a reveal i have on how it can be done in a good way and that is the entire movie of shutter island mm. if you guys haven't seen it i know that yeah. it's it's a it's a trip it's a good movie yeah yeah and and that's that's like the opposite of like an M Night Shyamalan twist where the movie takes you somewhere and then you get there and you're just okay. Whereas M Night Shyamalan's like, I'm gonna put water around the house for a weird reason. <laughs> you're gonna find out later. Is that, and and those movies are is that not M Night Shyamalan? Shutter Island. Yeah, it oh, is. Okay. No, no, Shutter Island isn't. Oh, no, no, is it? No. I thought it was Christopher Nolan. Oh, is it okay? I don't uh, know, hold on. I'll double check it, but yeah, uh, Christopher Nolan, by the way, was the the director for Inception that I was looking for. Um, Martin oh. Scorsese was the director for Sh yeah, uh, Shutter, Shutter Island. Island. I thought you knew the director for Inception, wicked so I didn't correct you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't remember the director, but yeah. Um, yeah, this whole movie, like, it, it's really interesting, like, Drew, now that you're like, kind of looking back at it, like, did you pick up anything like, hey, this kind of reminds me of Inception, or have you... First off, have you seen Inception? 
Yes. Yeah. Um, well, Inception was very by the book when they were incepting and people were in dreams and stuff slowed down. And mysteriously, the detective in that movie looks like the detective in our movie. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Inception was very blatant when it happened, whereas Paprika, I found, was hit or miss. Um, the, the melding and stretching of a dream, messing things up, the hallway scene uh, was very obvious. But I didn't find uh, too much else, excuse me, to be that obvious uh, element. Um, yeah, I totally got the Inception vibes while watching this. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is where Inception got like a lot of this stuff from. Um, but that's what I'll give Inception credit for is they introduced this very, very similar concept, but in a much easier to follow way. I think I remember the big discussion at the end of Inception was, was he in the dream at the end because of the, the spinning top? And the fact that people in general had that discussion meant that they understand the core concept of the movie going through it and what it was trying to present, I guess. And it was easy enough to follow that people had that realization at the end, you know, the twist of it, I guess. But at least with like Inception, like, so the one thing that like, yeah, Inception made it a lot easier to swallow, a lot easier to follow. Mm -hmm. The thing that Paprika does that Inception doesn't do is gives you an ending that you're happy about because <laughs> fuck the inception ending like oh is he still in the dream or not it's like no 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 go fuck yourself i want to know just <laughs> give me a damn answer i don't want to leave it up into interpretation oh it's art but like fucking paprika you know that they're out of the dream you know that they're in real life everything dream related kind of crumbles underneath them once the omnipotent god like the darkness god like is first off we haven't even talked about how fucking weird of a scene that was I in which he just gets did. sucked up by like a little baby girl yep. that was like born from paprika just like being like or no the doctor and paprika just kind of giving in of just like hey these are my true feelings let's let's be reborn mm -hmm. and then it's just like okay let's suck up the demon i did and then all the dream that, yeah all the dream demon stuff goes away and it's just like okay we're back to real life so what did you think that of that? That was so bizarre. The, like, I guess it's a, a, a twist or revelation that the Doctor actually, I guess, loves Tokita, right? Like, she was yeah. true to her feelings for him. Like, that's what I got from those scenes. Um, it just seemed like it came out of nowhere. I guess, I guess it made sense in a way, but I don't know. It just caught me off guard so hard. Um... I think that it caught me off a little bit, but at the same time, you can kind of see the, like the small hints of just like she when they are at the restaurant and they're eating and he's ordering, ordering, ordering. I don't know if it was her or somebody else that was commenting like, holy shit, you're eating a lot. And he was like, oh, no, 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 don't worry. It's fine. Like, I got to eat in order to like live and think and everything else. And you can tell that she's a little worried about that. And you pick up subtle hints like that. But like. I think she more so it, like because they are two really brilliant people and like geniuses in their own fields. I think that's why like where most of her feelings came from is like, I think you're a genius. Mm -hmm. I want to be with you. Like I want to like, I want to know what's inside that brain because she is a psychiatrist and she's like, you know, she just wants to learn more all the time about people I think like he's like the perfect almost test subject. So she she does I think 
I think in regards to like her love for him, I think it goes hand in hand of just like, hey, I do really actually care about this person, but at the same time, like I do really want to dissect this person and get to pick their brain. So yeah, please, that, for the love of God, don't die. Yeah, that that's fair because yeah, when when they have that scene, you know, when they're sitting on the floor of the parking garage after he's fallen over, she's like, "You're like, you know, there's a limit to how like slobby and um how little you can take care of yourself that I, that there can be, right? But you're also the 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 greatest genius of the 21st century, whatever it was. Um, so I guess you know, in that context, yeah, it does make sense, sort of. It just definitely came out of. No way for me because I saw I saw that she cared about him in a way that like you know he's a genius and she cares about his work I guess but I didn't see the romantic angle coming so much and it's definitely romantic like it's not ambiguous because at the end she gets married to him right yeah it says that um like the note that the detective gets when he goes back to like the virtual bar mm-hmm. that he he was in that becomes part of his dream. Like he gets a, a message from Paprika in which the doctor takes or the I always forget Paprika's actual name uh, person. There you go. Uh in which she takes his last name. So yeah, they, they definitely yeah. do get married. Yeah. Drew, you had your hand up a long time ago. What's up? No, no, I got I got issues. Don't don't worry. <laughs> it's me not about the bill. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, like I think we kind of covered everything I really wanted to cover in this movie. Like it, it's just a trip from beginning to end. I, I actually really enjoyed like the bar, like the the bar characters, the the two virtual like gentlemen, and once is uh, once he's like drinking at the bar, he's like, True. I'm drunk, and the fact that I know that I'm drunk means I'm sober. This isn't <laughs> real. This is a dream. You guys are all fake. You're not even bartenders. Like. The interactions between them and then eventually once the world devolves into the dream madness and they're actually in the real world for all intents and purposes, helping him out, like they self-sacrifice each other (laughs) to like make sure that the fat doctor, like who's now a robot, like derails and doesn't kill everybody. Like they're they're just like little tidbits into the movie, like are really kind of cool and they're not just throwaway side characters. And like even they... Yeah, and like they they pay so much uh, attention to detail that even at the end when he goes to visit the bargain, they're all in like bandages and whatnot because they were injured from the fight. Like I I really enjoyed that, and that was the only thing that we didn't talk about that I really wanted to uh, to kind of discuss because like the it wasn't just the detective that was really good, but everything involved in there, including those bartenders, were were fantastic. Okay. Uh, I guess final thoughts right um now that we've talked about it sorry he said frank not right no you're right? good, you're said, good. Said, go 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 okay yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um now that i've talked about it i enjoy it more however i'm still in the boat of i don't know what's going on i'm not gonna watch you again to figure it out yep so yes i liked it and i watched it that's all i got <laughs> frank I, I bought the movie like so if we're ever going to watch a movie I'm probably going to just buy it so <laughs> okay. I bought this movie I will I don't know if I'll necessarily rewatch it maybe if somebody's like oh I've never seen that I'd be like okay it's an enjo- if you like Inception you'll like this like it's it's an enjoyable movie um, but it's not necessarily something I can recommend right off the bat because it is a clusterfuck of a plot 
but it overall i really enjoyed it like i i think after talking because i said like in the notes that which i took out of the the doc for today i was like i'll probably enjoy this movie a lot more once we discuss it and like once i figure things out because like there's only so much you can look up and be like okay yeah i get this but like once you start talking about it i feel like i enjoyed it a bit more which i'm bumping it up from a seven to an eight in my my uh rankings but like I bought the movie. I have the movie. I can rewatch it if I want. I probably will at some point. Um, it's hilarious. I just had the thought while we were recording this. I have, like, out of my anime collection, I have more uh, Satoshi Kone stuff than I do anything else. Because I, I have this. I have Perfect Blue. I have uh, Paranoia Agent. And then I just bought uh, Tokyo Godfathers because somebody really recommended it to me. It was like, you you should watch this. Like, this is a very good movie. I was like, mm. okay, I'll I'll buy it because it's like 15 bucks at my local store, 15 bucks, wherever. So it's just like, sure, why not? But um, yeah, I, I really do enjoy his stuff. I think his his movies are phenomenal to talk about with others. So I'm always down for a Satoshi Kon film or uh, TV show, but this movie in particular, I really enjoyed. I really like. I didn't know about that it was like kind of the inspiration for Inception, and I think that makes it a little bit more enjoyable for me because of the difference in plots and the differences of how they handle everything. I think while Inception dumbs it down a lot for every the viewer to understand. I kind of enjoyed this one a little bit more because of the ending in which it is definite and you get a lot of character resolutions. Okay. Um, I, yeah, like Drew said, uh, a very similar feeling. Uh, I was let down by the, I guess, overarching plot, but a lot, there's a lot here to love. Um, the direction, the visuals, all that sort of stuff. Amazing. Like Satoshi Kon does it again. Um, and you know the subplot and most of the characters i think were also pretty damn good too um it's just the 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 core plot line of you know the conflict of the movie it was just a bit nonsensical um and difficult to follow somewhat so that sort of took it down but i still think it is a good movie and like if someone was into anime like you know we're into anime like you know really watching like a lot of stuff um yeah absolutely check this movie out it's pretty damn impressive um and just satoshi Kon stuff in general i think you're not going to be disappointed by most of his work i would assume i've only seen two things but i trust that his other stuff is more or less uh of the same quality um, unless your name is drew <laughs> um yeah but i i wouldn't i wouldn't recommend this to when the movie started i was thinking you know i could actually see this you know being recommended to someone uh who's not so into animation just wants an interesting sort of thriller to watch and then the second half sort of like okay maybe i wouldn't recommend it to someone like who isn't really into anime but um yeah overall i think it was good probably like a seven five for me i think if i'd give it a number but yeah i can't really i'm not a scientist in numbers so <laughs> <laughs> you're not a numerologist yeah. or that's that's kind of like astrology anyways yeah i'm in, in the same boat low seven low seven mm -hmm. uh frank what about you I I said I'd bump it up for uh to an eight. Okay, okay. Um, we've just kind of been discussing here off to the side. Uh, we usually at the end here we'll pick a show based on the rotation. However, the rotation has infinitely been uh, messed up, and we're going to hold another vote. So please 
please vote. Uh, what I'll do this time is it's two weeks away. This episode should be out in time. Um, when I get the notification, I'll put the vote out then. So uh, keep your eyes peeled at Bakako Podcast on Twitter. Uh, and if you don't do Twitter, feel free to email me at bakakopodcast at gmail.com. That way we can tally up the votes properly. Um, I can make a throwaway account and vote for you, whatever it works. But again, thank you for joining us today. We appreciate any and all feedback through those forms I mentioned. Uh, we look forward to chatting with you on the next Bakako podcast. Please check out uh, Baka Briefs as it's uh, rolling right on through like a train at uh, going I don't know where. And uh, I just finished recording today the first episode of Baka and You, which is replacing my Baka Briefs so that Frank can take over his Baka Briefs. And now we have three shows on the go. And uh, I guess the future is infinite. Woo! Also, I think uh, I was gonna say, yeah, Sultra. Uh, <laughs> no, yours is yours was Baka You, mine's Baka Bites. So we got that's, Baka Bites, Baka. Said. No, you said briefs. <laughs> oh, briefs! Oh, that's the third one we were talking about. Oh. <laughs> Cut this part out! Cut this part out! Don't put it in the recording. Uh, no, it's fine. But yeah, we got Baka Bites, Baka and You, and the original Baka and Co. All right, so with that, everyone have a wonderful rest of your week and or weekend, and have a good night. Love you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.